Hello again, Pastor Deborah here. Welcome to another wonderful spiritual teaching from the School of Light for you. Yes, we have been working in a wonderful series called The Kingdom of Agape Love, volume number one. These are the stories, many of them, which I, Pastor Deborah, went through, personally experienced. In learning how to help you the Lord's way, from helping you the way of mental health counseling, yeah, from the world's way of psychology, psychiatry, talk therapy, cognitive behavior therapy. I was licensed at the state level in Florida and nationally clinically certified. As a national counselor, I wanted to help you. And that was the only way that both my parents and culture had even talked to me about, shown to me, led me, guided me to help you. But there was somebody who had another idea of how to help you. The Lord, the God of the Bible, the God of the kingdom of heaven, the father of Christ Jesus the son of the living God, who I had believed in since I was three. He had a different way of helping you, the way of the spirit that I didn't know anything about. I had to learn. And these were some of my experiences in learning how to help you his way. This is going to be story number 10. And it's it's two in one for you. It is entitled, Trust No Man, and I Do Not Hear Them. It is two powerful stories that happened in one night in a church revival, the Brownsville Assembly of God Revival. From 1995 to about 2000, something like that, under the evangelist named Steve Hill, and the pastor of the church named Pastor John. And this is going to be about the pastor and his sort of encouragement, his sort of desires, and his request of us, those in the service. So you'll hear about it. But first, let's welcome everybody to the Garden of Eden. Yes, welcome from whatever galaxy, planet, solar system you're from. And all of you wonderful forever people, the spirit Mm -hmm. from your dirt body. This is a wonderful motion video from Pixabay. It's just gorgeous. It's going to help us to understand what these stories are about. The realm of the spirit. And we want to thank. Zoom Pro. That's who I'm recording it. And I want you to remember, if you don't know, I do not use a green screen. There's nothing behind me but my living room where I'm physically in. Today's sort of quiet. I have baking to do. I got to go make zucchini bread for some neighbors. Mm -hmm. We've been just through powerful, powerful storms. Dog ran away for three or four days. Just horrible trauma. God had to help me through it. 
And guess what? God brought the dog to a neighbor. And she's okay. But my husband and I and dog, we are tired. The stress, as you know, the grief, the fear of losing something you love, it will just wear you out. So I'm struggling back to be back to my normal me. There for a few days, I couldn't even think about you or spiritual teaching, but I'm back. Now we're getting ready to go into hurricane season time. You would think we were in it already, but right now today, this morning, it's quiet. It's sunny. Thank God for that. Yes, I thank God for the weather. I don't know about you. God can use the weather, and so can your adversary, Satan. Either one of them can use it, for you or against you. Did you know even nature is against most of you? Because of all the shed blood, the violence that you have treated it to, the pollution, the radiation, the killing of its animals. Mm -hmm. You're cursed by the earth. You wonder what's going on with famines or floods or earthquakes? The earth is angry. Nature is angry at you. You're not being a good shepherd, a good king, a ruler over the earth itself. I had to learn that. So welcome, welcome to story number 10 of Pastor Deborah's journey from being a worldly counselor, licensed clinical mental health counselor, trying to help you. And boy, do you need help. We know that. We see that. Even the children need help. Yeah, everybody, every culture, every religion, every race, every nation, we all need help. Mm -hmm. I knew it. You knew it. And I was trying in the way of mental health counseling. But I had to learn another way, the way of the spirit, the way that God, the most high, Wanted me to help you. Because he was going to be in this. And he was going to be helping you. Through me and with me. But I didn't know anything about it. When I began. This story was a test. I had learned some. And it was a test time. But first let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father. We thank you for all that you have brought to your garden. The garden of Eden. The garden of your pleasure. Your delight your presence. Thank you for showing us also the beauty and the glory, the righteousness that's in you and in your presence. We thank you for all that you have done for us, are doing for us even now, your great love for us, your everlasting covenant, your ways of helping us that we don't know about. Thank you for your son, Christ Jesus, who came To pay the price for our sin. Our rebellion against your word. Against your laws. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. The governor of the kingdom of heaven. Our spiritual teacher. To help us. To come into a relationship to your living words. You. Thank you for teaching us that you are a spirit. And it is our spirit. That you are trying to reach and talk to and teach and love on and help. 
For you are a spirit seeking us, the spirit part of us, the forever part, the forever person. Help us even now in this teaching to hear your voice, to understand your heart and mind, and to learn much about ourselves and what we do and what you hear and don't hear. So be with us as you teach us through this story that you put Pastor Deborah through, the testing and the trials of her understanding and knowledge of you and of your word. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. This first story called Trust No Man comes about when Pastor Deborah May was in a church service in this revival one night. The pastor that I told you, I think his name was Pastor John, he asked all of us there to get with our most trusted prayer partner and pray. During revival, we would pray for others, marriages to be restored, healing, deliverance, others to come to know God. That was just standard prayer. We prayed for politicians, for our nations, for our schools. So he asked, why don't we join hands with somebody here? He was, he said, to get with our most trusted prayer partner and pray. I immediately heard the Holy Spirit say to me, as I was beginning to grow, I had to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. That's right. And you will too. Trust no man. That's what I heard inside of me. Now, I knew it wasn't me because I had to learned early that God is a talking God to our spirit. But my spirit must be able to speak that to my soul and come to my soul's consciousness, awareness that God just talked. Now, it sounded like my voice in my head. And if I told the world of mental health counseling, I'm hearing God talk to me. Many of those, both in religion, would say, I'm hearing voices and I need some mental health medication. That's how they perceived as God, that he doesn't talk. And if you hear him, it's not him. You're hearing voices you're mentally ill but I knew I wasn't he said to me trust no man I didn't get a verse or a chapter just the words trust no man and as I looked around I saw strangers getting with strangers pastors getting with other pastors who were visiting friends with friends And I asked myself, were these really the most trusted prayer partner for these people? That's what we were asked to do, to get with our most trusted prayer partner and pray. So in my seeking of truth, I didn't say this out loud. I'm thinking this in my soul this request of the pastor. And I decided very quickly, these were not my trusted prayer partners. I didn't know anybody there. 
So I just prayed with the Holy Spirit as my most trusted prayer partner. I knew the Holy Spirit and me could pray together. And I knew that he would pray for me when I didn't know how to pray. And he was inside of me. And he was of the Holy The Holy Spirit was of God. So I decided right then and there with nanoseconds that the Holy Spirit was my most trusted prayer partner. And I thought that was pretty good. So I turned around, knelt down on the pew, closed my eyes and prayed with my most trusted prayer partner ever. The prayer partner who was here on the earth, on the planet, in me, because I believed in Christ as the son of God. And he lives in me. And he had the kingdom of heaven within me. And who is my spiritual comforter? And teacher and guide that would lead me into all spiritual truth, the word of God, of the kingdom of heaven, and into the very presence of God himself. I knew that. And who could be better than that to to pray with and acknowledge as my most trusted prayer partner? Not a stranger, not another person. Nobody there, just the Holy Spirit. So he and I prayed by ourselves together. As I kneeled on the pew, I leaned over, closed my eyes, and together with the Holy Spirit, we prayed for people, healings, deliverance, marriages, salvations. Then after a few minutes of that time of prayer, the same pastor, Pastor John, directed everyone to get into groups of 12 people. He stated that 12 was a very authoritative number of the Bible, probably because there were 12 disciples. And he stated out loud to all of us that the Lord did not tell him to do this, but he thought it was a good idea. And it would be good. He said that this 12 was a good number. And was considered one of authority in the Bible. I didn't know that. So let's do it. And I watched as people, strangers, gathered into groups of 12. And I said to myself. If the Lord did not order him command him, guide him, direct him, and lead him, this Pastor John, to do this, then I am not going to do it. This was beginning the second part of this test called, I do not hear them. Now, I didn't know it at the time. It's happening very fast. Most of your spiritual test with the Lord happen when you're not even paying attention it happens a lot of times in church in your life at home with family in circumstances so you were asked to pray now there's nothing wrong with prayer 
for other people and praying God's wishes. But because I knew something that I knew was truth, and here it is, I knew the Lord Christ Jesus had told us in the four Gospels of the Bible, the authorized King James Bible. He said he only does and says what his father had told him to do. He would get up every morning by himself and go off and pray. Sometimes he would leave the disciples, go off into high mountains. And pray by himself for days. Then he'd come back and do ministry. And he'd teach and tell stories. Heal and cast out devils. He was getting his marching orders from his father through prayer. I knew that. I knew what he said. I only say what my father tells me to say. I'm only doing what he sent me to do. So when this pastor asked us to do something that he told us. The Heavenly Father, the Holy Ghost, didn't tell him to do, but he thought it was a good idea. I said to myself, if the Lord did not order, command, guide, direct, or lead you, Pastor John, to do this, then I'm not going to do it. I didn't say it out loud. I'm only going to do what the Lord himself orders. Or ask us to do through a pastor, a preacher, a teacher. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm just talking to myself here. Well, a lady came over to me and asked me to join them in that little prayer group of 12. And I politely said, the Holy Spirit would not let me. See, I gave my leading and guidance. I gave the authority to the Holy Spirit. I gave the acknowledgement that I was being led by the Spirit and I was obeying the Holy Spirit. So I turned around again, kneeled on the floor, leaned on the pew seat by myself, and I prayed by myself to the Heavenly Father. After this night, I learned many people were challenged with the same test. Some had to stay on a wall by themselves and pray. Others knew not to pray with the group. But at the time you go through a test, you're by yourself. So here I am in a dress, kneeled down, leaning on the pew, with my back to everybody else, eyes closed, praying for people to be healed, delivered, saved for the heavenly father to touch spirits and souls for marriages to be restored for people to find him for people to be healed demons to be cast out and then i heard the voice of the lord say to me look down there my child what do you see Now, this video sort of represents me up in the throne room of God. I was in the spiritual throne room of God, the Most High, for I had spiritually left the physical earth and was in God's very presence. 
If you watch enough, say, ancient Greek movies where there's Olympus way up high, and you see the gods looking down onto the earth and people through clouds and seeing what they're doing, that's what it was like looking down and seeing what was happening in the church service. I looked down from the spiritual throne room. Now my eyes are closed and saw, but could not hear about 2000 people below me praying in earnest to God. Remember they were asked to do that by the pastor. They were in circles of 12 holding hands. I could see them. I couldn't hear a thing they were saying. And the Lord God said to me, they're not up here with me as you are. That's all the people there in the church who followed the leading of the pastor. I do not hear them. I did not order this. And therefore, it is not of me, but of the flesh. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. 2,000 people in the flesh, in a non-directed spiritual activity, a prayer circle of 12 Praying to God, probably praying to the Holy Spirit for salvations, healing lost souls, deliverance, rebuking Satan. For these were always the prayers of revival. These 2,000 people were believing that they were doing God's will and that their prayers were being heard. And therefore, God would answer them. My spiritual life and understanding took a huge step of growth in that moment. I couldn't believe it. Like I said, I watch a lot of movies. It was like I'm up there with Zeus and Athena up in the Mount Olympus heavenly clouds with the gods of Greece looking down on humans on earth watching their activities it was I I, I was shocked I was I just couldn't believe what was happening it was vital that I had read the Bible over and over Because then the Holy Spirit can bring to you the stories. Like God, Christ Jesus saying, I only do what my father tells me to do. I only heal those that my father tells me to heal. I only speak his words. Then the Holy Spirit could bring to my spiritual remembrance those stories, those words for guidance of what I had read. It was I was being guided through the word when I knew God didn't tell Jesus Christ to just do whatever you want to do because you think it's good. Mm-mm. Christ Jesus was led, directed, guided 
directly by the Holy Spirit from God. But I had to believe that that was true and be willing, even in church service, not to follow the herd. This has served me well out in just life. Mm -hmm. Even under great pressure, anywhere I was, in church, in a school, in the family, in ministry, out in public, here, even on social media, in conferences, seminars, anywhere. I had to know what the word said. Yes, most people want to follow a pastor, believe what they say. And those 2,000 people were following the pastor. And I learned he even told us God didn't tell him to do it. But they went ahead and did it anyway. We are so spiritually ignorant, I learned, of the words of spirit and life that our prayers are not heard. We follow man and flesh, religion and ritual, and not God alone, and not God's word alone. We cannot stand up under pressure from the herd, from flesh, from pastors, ritual, tradition, culture, politics, or even our own soul. Peer pressure comes to us Mm -hmm. to be liked, to be a part of the group, to be on the right side, to be doing good. It's so strong. And we want to be seen as being good people, loving and kind and part of a group. And yet it's so intimidating. And therefore, Our spiritual, intimate relationship with God is not strong. It's disconnected, as it was with those 2,000 people. We actually end up disobeying the word of God. Our spiritual senses, our prayers are dulled. God does not hear them because they're not of him. They're not directed. By him. They didn't come through. Him. Through the pastor. We're spiritually. Underdeveloped. We're ignorant. We're babies. Children. We don't know. Most of the truth. And if we even read the Bible. We don't apply it. Our spirits. Are very ignorant. We can't even see when a test is occurring. When you're in a regular earthly school, the teacher teaches a topic. We'll use the word cat. They show us pictures of a cat, read us stories. We learn the letters of cat. We practice writing them, printing them, speaking the word out loud. If you're Uh, Blind, you might learn the word through Braille. If you're deaf, you learn through hand signals. But you're learning and associating the letters, the word, the sound, the pictures. And you're putting in your brain memory of cat, C-A-T. And that thing that looks like a cat. 
And you're learning it's not a dog or an elephant or a tiger or a lion. And then the test comes for you to write the word down. Spell out the word cat. Mm -hmm. And we're taking a test. And during test time, nobody talks to each other. The word is not around the room anywhere. And the teacher is quiet. So here I was in church with an ordained pastor who had been the pastor of this revival. But by this time, he has slipped into flesh, greed, corruption, and was no longer the pastor who was seeking God. But he was the pastor seeking money, acceptance, recognition. So he told us God didn't tell him to do it, but let's do it anyway. So we are undeveloped spiritually. We're ignorant. And our prayers are fruitless. They're void. They're not righteous. They're not led of God. And so we produce no spiritual fruit. No prayers are answered. God doesn't even hear us, I learned. And our spiritual hearts and minds and souls are deceived. We believe we're doing God's work. We believe we're Jesus' hands and feet. Never understood that. But I want to be the fullness of Christ. And when they say Jesus, they mean the physical body, not even the spirit part. They can't see that because they're blinded by flesh. They're working out of their soul, religion, tradition, culture. We're deceived spiritually by ignorance. Tradition and religion will deceive you. Our prayers go unheard by God. I learned that. And if they're unheard, they're unanswered. I learned that day in church to not follow man, even a pastor or a preacher. Don't believe a thing they say. Go to God. Ask him. Did you say that to him? Is that the truth? I learned that only the Holy Spirit was my most trusted prayer partner ever. I learned not to follow the herd, no matter what. Jesus didn't follow the herd. Mm -hmm. He's my example. No one else. I'm to develop his mind, his thinking, his relationship with the Heavenly Father as he had. Not anybody else. I learned to walk alone in prayer with the Holy Spirit and to be in the Spirit. I learned that to be in the will of the Heavenly Father, I would pray only as he directed me to pray. I learned to pray Isaiah 61, be about your work. For I learned, he said, I only watch over my words. I only do my work. So I had to learn what his work was. I studied Isaiah 61 and 62, studied the everlasting covenant. I learned his heart's desires for all of us and himself. Then I could pray the scriptures, his heart desires, so he would be about his work. My prayer, li- my prayer life was different from that day forward, even to this day. I had many opportunities to follow the herd or go it alone. With just the Holy Spirit. 
and the word of God. I passed every test, every trial, every pressure from the herd and still do. Most people don't get on their knees or on their face in church. I was becoming more and more as Christ Jesus was during his earthly life. I was developing the full mind of Christ in my spirit. And my soul was being transformed into the proper helpmate. Culture, tradition, religion, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life was dying within my soul. It's giving way to truth and light. I was learning how to live from that foundation of Christ Jesus. I was growing in knowledge and understanding of the word of God. I was taking tests and passing. I didn't talk to anybody. I wrote the stories out. And now you're hearing them. I learned that day in church to trust no man as a prayer partner. In another story, you'll hear about who I'm to get with to strengthen my faith. It's another great story, another test, another seeking of truth. So this night from this pastor, I learned more about flesh. I learned what God's heart was and what he hears and doesn't hear. I learned that when you pray, you go to the throne of God. These are sort of his prayers, his word of God coming back up to him that he hears. He only will answer prayers that he has initiated. Just like Christ Jesus said, I only do what I see my father doing, what I hear my father doing, what he directs me to do. I had to learn that. I had to take tests to prove that I understand. So you be encouraged. You're going to go through tests and trials. Your prayer life must change, probably. How you pray, what you pray, who you follow, who you listen to, what guides you, who is your example, who's your teacher, who's your most trusted prayer partner. Can you trust man for anything? Do you follow people that don't even follow God? Test time. Test of your faith. And if you're not born again, You're following somebody else already. Yeah, the adversary of this beautiful place called Satan. But you can get in trouble if you don't do what he tells you to do. He gives orders and he expects you to fulfill them. Even if you have to lie, cheat, steal, kill, he don't care. You fulfill your assignment. Or you're dead. Mm -hmm. Or somebody in your family dies. Mm -hmm. I learned powerful things that night. It was just one night, two tests, two different things in a church with the pastor who had been a part of the revival. This was a revival night. But I learned, don't just follow people. And people do change. They can start off right with God and they change. They get in the flesh. They have good ideas. He said it was a good idea to have groups of 12. 
He was a great teacher and preacher about many things. He started off right in the revival, hungry for more of God. He knew there was more. And then, sort of like Satan, he got overcome by the prestige, the money, being on TV, global audience. Mm-hmm. Changed him. Changed the evangelist. The evangelist started off, his name was Steve Hill, seeing people needing God when he looked out in the pews, lost, in sin, needed to be cleaned up. He was doing God's work and God was moving through him. But then the money started flowing in. He needed money. He had a ministry. He's trying to help people all over the world. He had staff. He grew. Mm-hmm. And then people became just dollar signs. He said in an article in some magazine, I think called Charisma, years ago. And he said all he saw people then in the pews where they were dollar signs or money. Somewhere along the line, money had corrupted him, changed him. He left the revival. He's now in heaven. But even though you start off in the power and the right righteousness, glory of God, test will come. Sometimes it's with money, prestige, glory, acceptance. Okay. And what happens is we're all going to be tested. And if you have been tested and failed, he'll forgive you. You take the test again. And this time I hope you pass. If you're not one of his yet, he'll try to lead you to become one so you can live in this beauty and in his presence. If you are either one of those kind of people, He will clean you up right now. You'll become born again, just like Pastor Deborah. And you'll start learning and growing in his words. If you have missed the mark, they say, followed man, follow the herd. If he tells you, you've been praying in the flesh, you're not praying my word. You're just following the pastor. He'll forgive you and you'll start over. And then you will study the word and learn how to pray. Maybe how to fast. How to study. I had to tell one young precious man out in San Francisco, I think. He was a youth pastor. He was trying to develop a YouTube channel. And he used the word Bible talk. I said, don't use that. Use the words out of the Bible. Discipleship series. Discipleship training. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he did it or not. Try to stay with the words of the Bible. Don't get all modern and stuff. And there are tests everywhere in your families, at work, what you watch on TV. Now, I have to ask God, can I watch this movie? Does it have a purpose to teach me something spiritually? Mm -hmm. I watch a lot of different kind of movies. With God's permission. So I can learn. God will use movies. Books. Art. Songs. Nature. Circumstances. To teach you. Train you. Test you. Just like in our normal. Educational system. We have to learn. Grow. Mm -hmm. 
think and become. So you, if you want help, if you think you got some things that don't belong in you, he'll cast them out. Just ask him. If you want to be one of his children and be able to be in this presence and have the Holy Spirit as your guide, like Pastor Deborah does. If you want to be able to know what his words mean, if you want to be able to pray and him hear you, he'll help you. Just say, help me to be one of your children. Let your Holy Spirit come into me, change me, birth me new, and then teach me. And help me pass my test. I failed a lot of tests at first. And I fa- you'll fail them again. And you'll take them again. And if you are already his. And you have failed a lot of tests. And he reveals to you. And your soul goes. I have not followed you. I use the example. God is a God of life. His words are spirit and life. He loves life. He created life. So if you vote and you choose to have an abortion, that is not God. God does not do that. He doesn't do it by law. It is a law. You sin, you die. That is law. Death is law. But if you choose and you say you believe in him and you follow him, Something's amiss. You better have a talk with him. But you might not be talking to him. You might be talking to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what you think. That you're right with God. That doesn't matter. Matters what his word says. Mm -hmm. Even if you're a politician, a business owner, company, CEO. Doesn't matter. Out on social media. School teacher, school board person, lawyer, banker, military person. Everybody's going to answer to him for our thoughts, our deeds. Mm-hmm. And you, I, I, I'm sure he'll listen intently as a judge to your explanation. And then he'll bring judgment according to his laws, his kingdom, his word. Yes, that will happen. So you be encouraged. There's hope for you. You can pass your test because you're going to take them. And you can learn to trust no man. And who is your most trusted prayer partner? And how to have your prayers answered. Because they first must be heard. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this teaching and guiding and leading. And helping those that are watching it have come to the garden. To understand prayer is important. Being in a relationship with your Holy Spirit is important. Being born again is vital. Learning and growing, understanding is even vital. Knowing your words, how Christ Jesus is our example to study. Your desires to be intimate with us. And Father, we thank you that you put us through tests and trials so we can learn if we understand your word, if we're faithful to it and can obey it and apply it under pressure. Thank you, Father, for all you do to guide us and lead us and help us so you can be about your work 
your ministry of reaching nations, galaxies, going through star systems, reaching billions and billions and billions of people for generations to come. Thank you, Father, for you being about your work and helping us. In the name of Christ Jesus. Okay, we'll see you in the next story. They get more powerful with each one. Believe me, this was not pleasant when I went through it. But I still take tests even today on many things. We're always tested and tried on our faith, our obedience. Are we disciplined in our mouth, our behaviors, our thoughts? We're always being tested. Mm -hmm. Our adversary, Satan, is always going to God. eh, They they think they love you. They're not going to obey you. Let me get in there. I'll show you they ain't going to do it. Mm -hmm. Test time. So you get yourself ready for the test. You become one of his so he can help you. Mm -hmm. Learn, study, grow, take your test. Oh, you're going to fail many. Take them again, and you will. Know that you have an adversary, Satan, and his whole kingdom of darkness with devils and demons and evil spirits coming to test you. Try to get doors opened in your life and take the place of the most trusted prayer partner, the Holy Spirit, and to become your God who you follow and not the true God of the Holy Bible. You be encouraged. There's help for you. They love you and want you to win and be successful and to pass. Bye. See you on the next video. Bye-bye.